You're listening to the Capital Minute, where we are teaching citizens about God and government minutes at a time. And from this episode until further notice, we will be releasing new episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays. We are so thankful that you continue to listen and support the Capital Minute and Capital Studies. And on that note, we are four episodes into the most important passage in the New Testament concerning God's view of civil government as told by the Apostle Paul. This episode, Pastor Perry is going to unpack Romans chapter 13, verse 4, and tell us about avengers, ministers, and lethal power. And as with the past verses we've studied thus far, there is some meat here to be unpacked. And Pastor Perry, I'm eager to get some understanding on what the phrase from this verse, government bears the sword, not for nothing, really means, and how that is applicable today. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the Avengers part of this episode doesn't tie into the Marvel Comics series, but you've surprised me in the past. So please continue to enlighten us from God's word on his view of civil government from this passage that we're looking at today. Gladly, Nate. Thank you so much. Yes, indeed. We're in Romans 13, verse 4, in this uh, paragraph of seven important verses for civil government. Romans 13, 4 says this, that civil government is a minister of God to you for good. But if you do what is evil, be afraid, for it does not bear the sword, that's lethal power, for nothing. For it, civil government, is a minister of God. Get this, an avenger who brings wrath on the one who practices evil. Such an interesting verse. Did you know that God's wrath is to be meted out on earth? Well, you know, I thought as a Christian, we just kind of walk around and evil always wins. But someday the Lord will come back or we'll get out of this mess, the rapture or death, you know. But in the meantime, this is just a really terrible place to live. And justice is not to pour down like a mighty flood, like rushing waters, like the prophets spoke of, or like Martin Luther King Jr. in his desire to see God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. True justice, not social justice like the social justice warriors today, but true biblical justice for all people, all lands, at all times by God's word and its ethics. So in this messed up world, guess what? God has ordained civil government to bear lethal power as a minister of God himself. And in this incredible verse, Romans 13, 4, it says that government bears lethal power in the sword, not for nothing. Here's why it bears it, because it's a minister of God to avenge evil and do so against evildoers. It says that government is a minister of God, an avenger who brings wrath on the one who practices evil. This is really serious. This is really serious. Avengers. I mean, you know, Marvel Comics, like you said, Nate, superheroes. You got Hulk. Oh, Hulk mad. He's, you know, turns green. You've got uh, Captain America with his vibranium shield. And he, man, he can throw that thing like a like a metal frisbee and do serious damage against evil. You've got Iron Man and his pounding energy and his like rocket feet. I mean, these guys are cool. <laughs> and, and the reason we love these superheroes 
is we know evil exists, and we just cry out in our hearts, and we want to say, good God, somebody do something. You know, uh, Thor, come on, bring your hammer. Or I don't know if, if Batman's in this group or if he's a different comic series or whatever, but, you know, like shine the bat light up in the sky in Gotham City. For Pete's sake, we need an Avenger. We need a superhero. We need somebody with pounding power to crush evil. Because we know, even though we're all sinners, we all fall short, we know that it ought not to be this way. When we see great evil, when we see lying theft, murder, and senseless war, we know in our knower that it should not be this way. So this is such a powerful verse, so important for the New Testament Christian to realize that civil government is a ministering avenger. Now, vengeance, revenge, avenge, avenger, all these English words are the same English word, and they all have a root, which means to have victory. So who's going to win? Well, you know who's going to win over evil? God himself is going to win over evil. And not just in the sweet by and by. He wants to do it here. How did the Lord teach his disciples to pray? Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So regarding this war of evil and evildoers, the Christian needs to stand up. We need to speak up. We need to fight. We need to live right. But then we have a our role in fighting evil, whether it's salt or light or like Martin Luther King Jr., an area where justice is not being done and seeking justice, true biblical justice, not this new neo-Marxist kind of a social justice warrior thing. We can get into that later. But So who's going to win over evil? Well, God wants to win over evil. And we'll close our podcast in a minute with looking at a very important verse about God's wrath. And, and who is he? Well, he's a victor over evil. He's an avenger. He brings wrath. And we forget that. We think he's just love, 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 love. Trevor Loudon, the New Zealander who now has come to America, is, is quite an insightful commentator and analyzer of political things. He said in his talk, Enemies Within the Church, he said the church is plagued with an overbalance of what is called feminine love. Now, feminine love, mother's love, is soft, warm, merciful, accepting. Oh, you fell down, sweetheart. Let me let me kiss your cheeks and hold you. And that is all good. But it has to be counterbalanced within the institution of marriage and family with fatherly love, with manly love, which Trevor says, uh, well, mom will kiss your cheek. Well, dad will kick your tail. And dad will say, did you do your chores, young man? And dad will bring the hammer and dad will have the, the discipline and the sternness. Men are more wired for some of these things. And men and women together make beautiful teams of parents. And that's why there's no such thing as parenting. There's mothering and there's fathering. And you got to get them together, really, both of them, to have parenting. Well, the church has fallen prey to this soft, soft, it's it's all, Jesus is just the sweet, gentle Jesus. Uh, Vodibachum calls him the shampoo model from Europe. 
with his hair flowing and his manicured nails. <laughs> we have this uh, effeminated Jesus, and the church is too soft. So often the church doesn't doesn't even get this passage in this verse that's saying, hey, here's what God is doing. He's setting up civil government to be an avenging minister on earth, not the future, on earth to bring wrath. You look up the word wrath in the dictionary and you see words like synonyms like anger, rage, ire, and fury. Wow. Oh, that's how God feels if you want to lynch your neighbor if you want to rape, pillage, and burn, yes, that's how God feels. Jonathan Edwards, in his famous sermon, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God, speaks of God's anger and wrath. And let's not forget that, because if you forget that, you are much more likely to misunderstand the role of government as an avenger with lethal power. That means deadly force, deadly force. The Scottish man spoke of his mum, and he said, she put the fear of God in you. And uh, what he meant was she she spanked him uh, with a rod, and uh, that stubborn young man. And I tell you what, there is something about God that we have forgotten, that he's holy, just, and he does indeed bring noble wrath on evildoers. Let me read these seven verses in Revelation 19, 11 through 16. John looks up into heaven, and let's get a glimpse of who God is. John says, And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, speaking of purity, and he who sat on it is called Faithful and True. That's his name. And in righteousness he, this is Jesus Christ, he judges and he wages war. Wow. Verse 12, his eyes are a flame of fire, almost like red laser beams. And on his head are many diadems, because he's a king. And he has a name written on him, which no one knows except himself. He's mysterious. Verse 13, this Jesus, he is clothed with a robe dipped in blood. Going on, John says, and his name is called the Word of God. This is Jesus Christ. Verse 14, and the armies which are in heaven, clothed also in fine linen, white and clean, symbolizing purity, they were following him on white horses. These are war horses. They're rushing down to the earth. I can see their hair flying back as they go at like asteroid speed toward the earth. This is quite the picture. Verse 15, from his mouth comes a sharp sword, so that with it he may strike down the nations. Wow. Wow. Avenger, pounding, furiously powerful. And John says he will rule them with a rod of iron, and he treads the winepress of the fierce wrath of God Almighty. Wow. This is intense. Now get this as the section closes. This is one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible, Revelation 19.16. And on Jesus' robe and on his thigh, he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Who is Jesus Christ? 
He's the king over every king. He's the Lord over every Lord. And on his thigh, there is a tattoo. I call it the man tat, king of kings, Lord of lords. And he'll come again to judge the living and the dead. And back in the days of the battle hymn of the Republic, that female songwriter wrote this. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He has loosed the faithful lightning of his terrible, swift sword. His truth is marching on. My friends, this has been a heavy one, but government has a serious duty. If it's going to be following the king of kings, it's got to get on a white horse, it's got to charge, it's got to use lethal power. It's got to realize that the very character of God is piercing, it's wrathful, it addresses life and death issues, and it punishes evil. So, are government leaders avengers? Well, the scripture says so. In Romans 13.4, they are avenging ministers with lethal power. May God help our government and the governments of the world to honor his character of avenging evildoers with justice, with wrath, on earth. For the Capital Minute, I'm Perry Gothier. Did you know that Pastor Perry posts to Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram three times a day? If you're looking to gain courage to stand up for Christian causes in public and be better equipped to handle differing opinions of your friends and family, follow Pastor Perry on these platforms now to begin learning from his daily posts and how he interacts with others on important issues facing us today. Follow Pastor Perry on Facebook at Capital Studies and on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram at Perry Gauthier. That's Perry, G-A-U-T-H-I-E-R. You can also find the links to his pages on our website, capitalstudies.org.